A strong storm is coming for the central U.S. and East Coast. The U.S. said Israel needs to do more to prevent civilian deaths. And extreme weather is making sugar more expensive. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Friday, December 8th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one, Donald Trump appealed a ruling that he can be prosecuted over the January 6th attack. This ruling came from a D.C. judge last week. She decided that Trump is not immune from being criminally charged for his efforts to undo the outcome of the 2020 election. Trump had argued that he was protected by his former role as president. Trump filed his appeal yesterday, and it could have big consequences. How and when the courts handle the appeal could decide whether Trump goes on trial before the 2024 presidential election or ever. Trump is running for president again, and polling shows that he's way ahead of other Republican candidates. Hunter Biden was charged with federal tax evasion in California yesterday. That is our second story. President Biden's son is accused of failing to pay at least $1.4 million in federal taxes from foreign business deals from 2016 through 2019. That includes payments for his service on the board of Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma and his work for a Chinese energy conglomerate. A grand jury in California charged him with nine counts of failing to file and pay taxes, tax evasion, and filing false tax returns. Three of the charges are felonies and another six are misdemeanors. This is Hunter Biden's second indictment following gun charges in Delaware in September. The indictments come after a plea deal collapsed this summer, and it means that he could go on trial twice next year while his father runs for re-election. At number three, the U.S. said Israel must do more to prevent civilian deaths in the Gaza Strip. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke about the situation yesterday, a week after fighting resumed. It is imperative, it remains imperative, that Israel put a premium on civilian protection. And there does remain a gap between exactly what, what I said when I was there, the intent to protect civilians, and the actual results that we're seeing uh, on the ground. His comments came as the death toll in Gaza climbed to more than 17,000 people, according to Palestinian authorities. Israeli forces fought Hamas militants across the territory yesterday and claimed they were closing in on the hideouts of key commanders. And a video that was apparently filmed in northern Gaza yesterday showed that Israeli soldiers had rounded up dozens of Palestinian men and stripped them down to their underwear. The UN Humanitarian Affairs Office said the men were stripped, tied, and transferred to an unknown location. A spokesman for the UN Secretary General said the pictures were very concerning. At number four, the UNLV gunman was a professor who had repeatedly applied for jobs. 67-year-old Anthony Polito had sought a position at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas, where he shot and killed three faculty members on Wednesday. He also shot a fourth person who survived. He was killed by police during the assault. Police said Polito had a list of people he was seeking on the UNLV campus and at a North Carolina university where he taught for 16 years. And he appeared to be struggling financially since an eviction notice was on the front door of his apartment. 
Before the attack, police said Polito visited a post office and sent 22 letters to university personnel across the country. One of those letters has been retrieved and contained an unknown white powder. Las Vegas Sheriff Kevin McMahill gave updates at a press conference yesterday. We are currently working with the Postal Inspector and our federal partners to begin processing these letters. I want to stress that we're still learning a lot about this suspect and still trying to understand motive. We know he applied numerous times for a job with several Nevada higher education institutions and was denied each time. UNLV has canceled classes and most other activities through Sunday. A strong storm will hit the central U.S. and east coast this weekend. That's number five. A storm system is forming east of the Rockies. It'll barge across the central and eastern U.S. in the coming days. It'll bring heavy rain, strong winds, and snow into Monday. So get ready for some wild weather. Flight disruptions are possible, especially late Sunday into early Monday in the northeast. But the good news is that a gentler weather pattern should arrive next week. You can check the full forecast in our newsletter. Number six, extreme weather is making sugar more expensive. India and Thailand have had an unusual dry spell intensified by the El Nino weather pattern and human-caused climate change. This has weakened this season's sugar harvest, and that's had a big impact on global sugar prices. India and Thailand are two of the largest exporters of sugar in the world behind Brazil. Retail prices for sugar and sweets are set to increase by 8.9% this year and 5.6% in 2024. And it's not the only impact that climate change is having on our wallets. You've probably noticed that the price of things like coffee and olive oil have gone up this year, partly because of drought. What's your favorite color? What color do you like best? And at number seven, Pantone picked its color of the year for 2024. The Color Institute chose peach fuzz. If you're a color nerd listening, that's Pantone 131023. It's a mix of pink and orange that's meant to inspire comfort, recalibration, and nurturing. This is the 25th year that the Pantone Color Institute has declared a color or shade for the upcoming year. And it's a muted step back from 2023's loud reddish-purple color called Viva Magenta. So can peach fuzz mend our broken spirits in 2024? I guess we'll have to report back this time next year. That's the show for this week. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. And don't forget to check out her new podcast. It's called Try This. Copy editing is by Melissa No, Brian Cleveland, and Francis Moody. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and I will meet you back here on Monday.